Salutam a tutti, signore e signori. What is going on, everyone? I am Pat the Pac-Man. Welcome to another episode of Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs, but we can talk about anything else that is meant to teach, inspire, and entertain. On this episode, I want to talk about how God will bring you the right people when it's the right time. I also want to talk about two major pet peeves of mine when it comes to the housebreaking process. Um, Last uh, on one of the podcasts, we talked about how, how to housebreak properly. And uh, there's two things that I highly recommend not doing that one of them in particular really pisses me off. And that is not using weavy pads and not using bells on the door. That one alone, that one gets, gets me so aggravated. But uh, I want to go over a little bit about those topics. And um, yeah. But before we get started, for those of you that have the pleasure of seeing me in on video here, I just want to say I just got a haircut today, so I'm in a pretty good mood. Whenever I get a haircut, I'm always in a good mood and I feel fresh and sexy and hot. So yeah, I just want to note in case nobody noticed, I got a nice haircut. See, I'm looking, I'm looking good. My mom would be proud, so I'm not growing it out. And it's easy to maintain too, so that's always good. And on the topic of hair, I'm sure you heard this on the news or on social media. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's on the news too. I don't know. I've seen it on social media. I'm not sure if it's that big of a hot topic or what, but I just found it to be pretty hysterical how this person that I will call a moron uh, decided to use a spray glue on her hair because she had run out of toothpaste. I mean, not, not toothpaste. Uh, she ran out of, uh, God, I wish she would have ran out of toothpaste. That would have been a blessing in disguise. She would have used glue on her mouth and would have like gotten rid of Anyway, no, she used glue, like some kind of industrial spray glue on her hair because she ran out of hairspray. So I don't, I, I, I'm a little baffled by that. Like I, I always say this, like, you know, in America, common sense has become a foreign language, but Jesus Christ, how stupid do you have to be that you use a glue, an industrial glue, industrial strength glue on your freaking hair. And she had to have surgery to have this glue removed. I mean, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to take this. You know, I've seen it like people that are defending her and, you know, well, you know, the wording on, on, on the hair products. I mean, whatever you put on, on a hair product, on a hair product is a hair product. You could put whatever it's a hair product. And if you don't understand that's a hair product, then what is this country becoming? It's just a bunch of morons just running around like, oh, <laughs> buy this and put it around my hair. Let me let me brush my teeth with with detergent. What the hell? I don't understand. Like, what is happening to this country? Like, like, do people mistake grape nuts with cat litter? Like, what the hell? I don't understand it because the wording on the product she was using had the word glue on it. Then she saw this other glue and said, I guess it's the same shit. So I'm just going to use this. And this is the part that really annoys me is that now this person is going to be a billionaire, a millionaire. Oh, well, she's not a billionaire because she's going to sue the company and she's going to get money out of this. So what are we doing here? Are we consistently going to reward stupidity? I mean, this is the pattern we're on. We are consistently rewarding stupidity. I'm just baffled. I'm just baffled by it. And I guess that's that's part of the problem is, you know, people reward bad behavior on their dog and then they wonder why they continue to behave badly. And I guess this is the same thing. Like we're just we're going to reward stupidity. So we'll just keep being stupid. I just I'm just I, what's next? Like if somebody gets diarrhea, they're going to stick a freaking some, some, some cement up their ass. I mean, I mean, seriously, I, 
I'm baffled by that. I don't know. Share your opinions on it. Is this just me or am I, is that just the stupidest shit ever? And the part that really annoys me, this one is going to become rich because she's a dumbass. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Anyways, let's talk about now that I'm aggravating. You know what? I need to use something over here. These are my, these are my stress balls over here. They got the little, oh, I'll go with it. See, they got the little, you know, the little ringy thing in and you just like twirl them around and they relax me. <sighs> relax, relax, relax. Yeah, I know that looks a little weird. You know what? Let me, let me put my, let me put my balls away. Let me put my balls away. Okay, this is getting, this is taking a turn. Holy shit. Okay, moving right along here. Wow. Let's talk, let's talk about housebreaking. Okay, can't even use my balls for stressing anymore. And that's the whole of the story. Anyway, so my balls are away. Okay, let me move along because I'm getting myself in trouble here. So housebreaking process. So on one of the podcasts, we talk about the housebreaking process that I recommend, okay? And two things that I always recommend against. One of them is weewee pads, the use of weewee pads. Why am I so against weewee pads? Because weewee pads teach your dog to go in the house. That's what they do. So there's it's this little square and it's meant for your dog to pee and poop on this little square. And I have worked with countless people that have multiple wee-wee pads on around the house that, you know, they swear by it, whatever the case may be. And you know, I guess as, to a certain extent, I understand the convenience of it. But here's the problem. In my entire career, I have worked with one person who has a toy Maltese. And she is the only person that we have been successful. I'm, and I'm going to say flat out, I was against it. I recommended against it. I actually fought her on it. She's one of my favorite people. She's, you know, I watch, you, you could see Sophie, her little, little name, Sophie Toy Maltese. She's on a few videos, instructional videos that we have going on. Little white, little fluffy, little cutesy pants. I watch her when her mommy goes away on vacation. And, um, you know, I, I worked with her back in the day when uh, when she got her. And I was against the whole wee pad concept, but this is what she wanted to do. And it works. She is the only person that successfully has been able to use the wee pad and there's no problems with it. Now, I know some people are going to say, well, you know, my, okay, listen, God bless you. That's great. But 99% of the time, it's not going to work. Like I said, in my entire career, this has been the only case that it has been successful. And she will literally go on this little square and she'll pee on it and she'll poop on it religiously and the whole bit, no problems. She also doesn't have behavioral problems that stem from this kind of thing, which I'll get to in a second. But like I said, there's going to be occasions for it. So wee pads, what they do is they basically, like I said, teach your dog to go in the house. So most of the time when they start to go onto this little, this little square, after a while, they start to go in other places around the house too. That includes rugs, that includes all over the place because basically you are teaching your dog that the entire house is your toilet. It's like a dog park. So they're gonna pee and poop all over the place. And you see this happening often. Well, they'll start off on the little square and then all of a sudden they'll start to move away from it and then they'll start to pee over here and then they'll start to pee over there. And then it goes all over the different, different areas. And before you know it, your whole house is the toilet. So you have people that start placing wee pads all over the house, okay? And again, you know, and the people will ask me and they'll say, well, what can I do? I already told you what to do. Don't use the goddamn things. You know what I'm saying? People will complain about the fact that their dog is ripping them to shreds. That's because you're not taking your dog outside, you know, to, 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 to walk, to be, to be entertained, you know, to be physically and mentally stimulated. These dogs are bored. So they're going to rip up the freaking wee pad. 
that's the problem with them. There's so many consequences. And then, you know, it's so challenging to get a dog to come off of the wee wee pad to then go outside, to transition them off the wee wee pad to go outside. Again, I know somebody's going to say, well, I had no problem. I can make my dog go on the wee wee pad and I can make my dog go outside with no problem. God bless you. I'm sure there's cases of people that actually can do that. I'm sure that if we dissect it, we're going to find some problems with it, but whatever. The bottom line is that 99% of the time, transitioning them from a wee wee pad to going outside is a challenge. You also cannot have it both ways. You can't have a dog that's going to go on the wee wee pad and outside. It's one or the other. I know, like I said, somebody's going to say, well, I, okay, great. Make a video. Tell us how you did it. God bless. I'm sure you know, it was just potluck. You know what I mean? You just got lucky there. So God bless you. But like I said, the biggest challenge is that the wee pads teach your dog to go inside the house. So take your dog outside. I heard all the excuses. Well, you know, the reason why is because they're puppies. They don't have all their shots. You don't have to take them on a long walk. You just want to go in a small area that you know that's safe and secure and let them go there. You can do that. You don't want to keep your dog segregated and locked up in the house during that crucial period because that's going to be a problem. So take them outside. The wee pad is not going to help you. And then when you transition them off of it, you're going to be complaining. Well, now there's accidents and how do I do it? You know, you start things off right off the bat. If you do things right, right off the bat, you won't have to backtrack and be a pain in the ass and do things the, wrong, the right way after you've done things the wrong way. Start it off on the right foot. Do things the right way. Throw the wee pads away. Give them to like a rescue or shelter. They could use them for their purposes, but they're not meant to teach dogs to go to the bathroom. They don't do that. They teach your dog to go in the house. It's that simple. And also, which this is where we come into the, the other topic, the, the, the bell thing. There's also a leadership issue, which I want to address that as soon as I'm done with the other thing here. It's a leadership issue of you have to be in control of the bathroom break. Otherwise, they're in control of the bathroom break. And ends up happening is that if they're in control of that small little insignificant area that you don't think is a big deal, it snowballs into other areas that will and eventually can become big deals. Okay? So no way we pads. The other topic. Oh, my God. You know what? I need my stress balls here because this is a tough one. I need my stress balls. <sighs> This is, this is one that really, 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 really pissed me off. I want to just, oh, I just want to explode. Okay, so what is that topic? Okay, I'm putting my balls away again. These balls. Bells on the door. What the hell does that mean? People that put bells on their door that their dog will go to tap the bell and these individuals will think that that is their dog telling them that they have to go to the bathroom and they train their dog to ring the bell to tell them that they have to go to the bathroom it's so freaking stupid take the goddamn bells put them away hang them up for christmas you don't need them to they're not teaching your dog to go to the bathroom Newsflash, they're not teaching your dog to go to the bathroom. What you are teaching your dog is that if they ring the freaking bells, if Sonanakampana, the big rectangle opens up and they get to go outside. And here's the newsflash. Out there is more fun than in the house. So they want to be out there where there's tons of sights, smells, and sounds. 
You understand what I'm saying? So these, these are the people that will have their dog ringing the bell after the dog just went to the bathroom 20 minutes before. Oh, and he has to go to the bathroom. And these are the people that take their dog outside multiple times a day. And when I say multiple times, I don't, of course, they're going to go out multiple times. I'm talking like 20 plus. In an hour, these dogs go out like four times because they're ringing the bell. Well, that's what it means. They got to go outside. No, it's the same shit as the treats. Same shit as the treats. Dog gets a treat after going to the bathroom. No, they're being rewarded for that. See, they're being rewarded when they're outside. Then they come back in, they get a treat or even outside, they get a treat. They're associating with that situation, being outside. So now they go outside because they're going to get a treat. You understand? It has nothing to do with housebreaking, just like the doggy doors. Okay. And I've worked with quite a few clients that have doggy doors. And I got to tell you, I could think of two cases in particular of doggy dogs that are not a big deal, but these dogs had aggression towards other dogs for that exact reason. One dog in particular would not go. They could not leave their house. They couldn't bring them to a boarding facility or to somebody else's house because this dog will only go to the bathroom in the backyard. Okay. So take the campanella and fill out the lintokul and live at the lavans. They are so stupid. And anybody that says that this is what you want to do clearly does not know shit about dogs. Okay. They're ringing the bell. It's like a circus act. Ring the bell. Ding. No, he's such a good boy. He go, go outside. And then you come back in and five minutes later, I go outside again. He's so good. He knows he got to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Told you it was a pet peeve. Hold on. I'm going to get my balls out again. Hold on and get my balls. Oh, let me calm. Let me relax. So here's the other issue as to why not being in control of the bathroom break is a problem. Why is it a problem? Because if you are not in control of the bathroom break, you are not going to be in control of anything else either. Okay. That's how it starts. They're telling you when to go outside. They're telling you open the door. You become their doorman. Do you understand? You are their doorman. You need to tell them when to go outside. My dogs do not tell me when to go outside unless they are sick. And that happens. If they're telling me they have to go, something's up. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, I tell them what to go. And there's times when I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to take you. Let's go. And they're just chilling. You're just nice and calm and relaxed. Oh, my God, I'm such a bad dog owner. No, they go out. They used to go out four times a day. Now we're up to five times a day just because they're getting older. And I want to add a quick bathroom break. Now, two of those two out of those five are literally three seconds of just outside quick pee. We're right back in. That's how quick it is. And I take them both out together on leashes, the whole bit. We come right back in. That's a normal scenario. That's how it's supposed to be. Not every half an hour, every five minutes, every 10 minutes. That is just absurd, okay? So it's not a convenience thing. It's a stupid thing, okay? They are telling you, I want to go outside. And it's not, I repeat, it is not. It is not because they have to go to the bathroom. It's because they want to go outside. That's why. Now, here's what I always hear. Yeah, but when they go outside, they go to the bathroom. No shit, they're dogs. That's what dogs do. You take them out every five seconds. They're going to pee a drop, but they're going to pee. But it doesn't mean they have to pee. It doesn't mean they got to go. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't make sense. You need to be in control of the bathroom break, just like you need to be in control of everything else. If you are letting them control the bathroom break, you have problems. 
And I guarantee that if you look at yourselves and other people that have that situation, I guarantee they're going to be like, holy shit. So he's right. These dogs have some problems. And that's one of the things that people are doing wrong. Control. It's everything about establishing leadership, directions, bounds, and limits. It boils down to the same shit. I repeat this all the time. It's that simple. You need to be in control of them. Otherwise, they tell you what to do and you got a problem. You understand? So, go throw them away. Throw the bells away. You hear me? Oh, Let me get my balls out again here. These balls are working overtime today. Oh, my God. These... It's, 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 it's just absurd. I will argue about this endlessly because it's the truth. It's that simple. If you're telling them when to go, that's the way it's supposed to be. If they're telling you, open this is because this is basically how they see it. Open up the goddamn door. I want to go outside. You're their bitch. And then you wonder why it all snowballs into all other areas. It's that simple. If your dog is telling you when to go outside and they're going every half an hour or less, you got a problem. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's longer than that, if your dog is telling you what to do, who's in charge now? Argue that with me. I dare you argue that with me. Okay. All right. Let's calm down. Okay. So let me, let me, let me talk about this board for a second here. I got to calm this down because goddamn bells piss me. when people argue with me about the goddamn bells, God, Okay, so my little board here. So we got socks, we got pepper. Well, actually, pepper's down here. We got socks, we got pepper. I got to figure out a way because, you know, she can't see with the microphone in the way. Hold on, let me move it out of the way. Hold on, do it this way. There's pepper. See, that's my baby girl. That's my baby girl, pepper. Okay, I got to figure out how to, like, you know, deal with this. But then over here, my boy, peanut. That's my baby boy, peanut. Okay, so, you know, I actually wanted to um, talk about this little board here. And what I want like to do is I want to feature you some of your dogs. So you guys want to have your, your, your pets. You could, it doesn't have to be dog. It could be anything. Just as long as they're big enough where you could see them and it's, you know, they look cool. Um, let me know, send me some messages and we'll have your dogs featured on the, um, I don't know. What do you want to call this? The, uh, the, the, the pet pictures or whatever, come up with some ideas of what we're going to call this thing. You know, I'm going to try to figure out a better situation to position it, but you know, it's nice, nice, nice little background there of having a little pet. So you want your pets featured on the board? Let me know, hit me up and we'll do that. So let's talk about how God now brings, um, how God brings you the right people. So in my particular situation, and you know, you guys know a lot about my situation, but one thing that I talked about last time of how I discovered faith and patience, which is really the secret of not worrying and not um, being, being, um, um, upset or being scared or, or, or really, it's, it's really the best way to say it is not to worry about anything. That's, that's just the best summary as opposed to trying to figure out a, a long version to, to say it, just to stop worrying. Okay. Faith and patience. And the way I discovered it was after I got divorced, uh, the security guard at my job, you know, tried to tell me, it told me that, um, you know, he saw me that I was in, in, a, in, a, in a distressed state. And he said, open up the Bible. He said, ask God a question for guidance, ask, ask something, and then take the Bible, open it up at random, and it's going to come onto these two pages. So I was thinking about this after, and I talk about this on one of the podcasts. And if you guys want to, you know, know more, more about that, I'll be more than happy to talk about it. But 
I was thinking about this after the podcast and I was like, you know, this is interesting because that particular Bible, which if you may remember, I actually had that Bible in my office, in my office, in my desk. And, you know, I was Catholic, you know, I went to church or whatever, but I wasn't like, you know, super spiritual, you know, I just went to church every Sunday kind of thing, but you know, I didn't pray to God. You know, it wasn't like, like I am now about it. But after that podcast, I was thinking about a few things and I realized how, it's weird how I had that Bible in my desk at work after he had told me, you know, to go and do so. And the Bible actually came from the receptionist. And this receptionist was a very spiritual person. She was, I believe she was a born again Christian. And, you know, she sat, she sat at her desk at the front of the office and she was just the sweetest lady. Her name was Christina. She was the sweetest, sweetest, nicest person on the face of the earth. She was so, so, so nice. Everybody loved her. And um, she wasn't she wasn't that old, you know, but she used to, um, I don't know, she just, I guess she took a liking to me or whatever. And she used to like write me little notes, you know? And in fact, I have, I got to show you this because we're talking about, you know, my stress balls. And I have this little note over here that she wrote me a while back, not this one here, this one right here, which I took this one and I wrote it over here, but she had wrote, see right there, there it is. She wrote me, she used to write me these notes on these pieces of paper and you know, this this particular one says, Father, in the name of Jesus, please let me know if this is the way you want me to go. I guess this was during a time that I was going through something, I don't remember, but she used to write these notes all the time. They were very like inspirational. I still have a bunch of them saved up and she would just give them to me at random. And then one day she gave me this Bible and like I said, I just took it and, oh, yeah, thank you. You know, that's very nice. And put it in my drawer and, you know, to be honest, forgot all about it. And um, she at some point, you know, within the, that time period, she passed away. Suddenly she wasn't sick. She just passed away. And it was it was pretty heartbreaking. You know, I went to her funeral and, and her and her wake and stuff. And, um, you know, I missed her. She was like I said, she was just the sweetest, nicest person. And. After, after, you know, we talked about the podcast of how I discovered faith and patience, where um, the security guard told me to go open up the Bible. And I realized I had a Bible. What would have happened had I not had that Bible? You know, because if you, if, you know, knowing myself, I realize how I don't know if I would have followed through with his instructions had I not had that Bible right in my office. Because literally, as soon as he told me, you know, he told me the situation, I got up and I went over and um, I got the Bible and I did exactly what he said. But if I wasn't, if I didn't have it there, I don't know what I've done when I got home. I don't even know if I did have a Bible. When I'm actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I did not have a Bible. When I, what do I do? Ask my mom for a Bible? Or I don't even know if she has a Bible, to be honest. But this particular Bible was so, I still have it. And I have so many passages underlined, but this particular Bible was so easy to read because it wasn't like those Bibles that was um, the language is very complex. And it's like, what the hell does this all mean? This was just normal language and it all just made perfect sense. So it was perfect. And I got it right then and there, popped it open and read it. Now, even if I had a Bible at home, would I have remembered or cared to do so when I got home? Honestly, I don't think I would. You know, because at that point, like the the energy of it, the motivation of it would have been gone. So I don't know if I would have done that. You know what I mean? And I honestly don't think I would have. So God, 
gave me the ability and the opportunity to meet Christina because of the fact that he had a plan for her. And the case was for her just to provide the Bible, maybe provide some spiritual support along the way. Like I said, I still have some of the stuff that she'd written. This was, you know, going back decades ago. Um, you know, I mean, 2003 is when I left that company. And so, you know, we're in year 2021. So do the math, you know what I mean? So it's been a while and I still have some of her notes. One is sitting in front of me every single day. So, um, you know, I don't think I would have done it. So Christina had a purpose. That's why God brought her to me. She was the right person at that moment. And then I started thinking about, hmm, what other people did God do this with where he blessed me at the right time, you know? Um, and then I started thinking, I realized, wait a minute, after I got married, I moved into that famous apartment where I overcame my fear of dogs. Well, let's backtrack this for a second. That's my rewind sound. Anyway, um, let's backtrack this for a second. So while I was married, I walked into a pet store to show my sisters, my sister, I'm sorry, my sister and my nieces, a parrot, a lover of birds. That's why I got my own. You're going to meet him pretty soon. Not today, but at some point you're going to meet him, um, you know, to show this bird. And as soon as we walked in the door, there was this lady who was looking to adopt out cats. So I had some kittens that, you know, me and my ex, we adopted two of them. We got two of the kittens and this woman was there. And um, I really wasn't an animal lover. I didn't know anything about animals, but she was phenomenal. She, her, name, her name was Vivian, is Vivian, she's still around. Um, her name is Vivian. You know, she, she, um, she used, I don't know, she just was cool. I mean, she used to make fun of me a little bit. Like, what, what the hell's wrong with you? Can't even hold a cat. Because I, I didn't even know how to hold a kitten at that point. That's how, that's how animal ignorant I was. I didn't even know how to hold, hold a kitten. So she used to like, you know, yell at me and stuff. You don't even know how to hold it like this. What's wrong with you? You know, whatever. And so she used to check on me every once in a while just to make sure that I was doing good. And I, you know, I was kind of like, you know, handling well and whatever. She was really, she's really a nice person, major animal lover, you know, cat expert, you know, so, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really, I, I didn't realize like the, the impact of her presence and what her purpose was. It was just, she was a cat lady, you know what I mean? And she was cool. Like I said, she, we were talking, but it was always about cats and you know, that's the end of it. But we, we kind of like got along. It was, it was a nice little friendship that we had there, you know? And so, you know, we, so walked in the pet store to show my sister, my nieces, a bird, met this cat lady, adopted some cats and then got divorced. At that point I was looking for an apartment and you know, finding an apartment that I could afford was, was quite a challenge and I was struggling with it. And my only other option was to, you know, move back in with my parents, which I did not want to do. So out of nowhere, um, I get a phone call from, from Vivian and she was basically checking up on me to like, she's done a billion times before to see how I was doing with the cats, you know? And I told her about the situation and I told her about how, um, you know, got divorced and, you know, she had taken the cats and, and, you know, I guess she knew this, this, that it was a train wreck too. And she agreed that it was a good thing, you know, not just the divorce thing, but also the fact that she took the cats because she was clearly better suited for them. And so I was telling her about the fact that I was, you know, looking for an apartment and I, you know, I was trying to, to find something and blah, 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 blah. And she told me that she had an apartment available for rent in one of her houses and she wanted, she was flexible on the rent and she wanted, but she wanted somebody that she could trust to live there. And it was right next door to her house. And, um, 
okay. So I went to look at it and it was not the greatest apartment, but you know, it, it was, it was my first apartment. You know what I mean? Like my first, my first time living by myself. It was, you know, like even now it's like exciting. My, you know, my, my mom still makes fun of it. It was like, we, we call it the castle because it was just, a, it was, I had, I had myself, you know, it was, it was just old and it wasn't, it wasn't great, but it was my first apartment. So it was, to me, it was awesome, you know? And so, you know, it was, it was, um, it wasn't like the greatest place, but I could afford it. And it was, you know, and so I took it, you know, and that was the, the place where, believe it or not, I got, I met my, the two dogs, the bull mastiff and the coon hound, where eventually I overcame my fear of dogs. So we look at it from like this whole thing of, had I not gone to that apartment, had I not ended up in that apartment, would, would I have ever overcome my fear of dogs? I don't know. I, I don't know. Had I not walked into that pet store, had we not adopted those cats, you know what I mean? So um, there's just a lot of situations that, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, you know, how, how, how did you do? Like, I, I talked to God, I'm like, how did you do that? Like you put these pieces together and this whole thing just purposely just to get to this point, you know? So, you know, like Christina and Vivian and they, they and, and even Marvin, like, you know, even like Marvin, when I talk about Marvin, you know, Marvin was a security guard at the desk and I, I'd been working there for like five years. I saw him every single day. I used to go home for lunch. So you figure I come to work. That's one time I leave work. That's two times. I come back from work to lunch from lunch. That's three times. I leave. That's four times. Never talked to him once. Never even said hello. Cause he used to be like, you know, he just had his head in this thing and he just like would look up and just supervise and whatever. Never said a word for at least five years. And then all of a sudden here's this guy in one of the moments that one of my worst moments of one of the worst moments of my life. And here he is you know, telling me the secret about to give me the secret to happiness, to success, to everything, the secret to everything. But had Christina not gave him, given me that Bible, I never would have found that secret. You know what I mean? And I know somebody's going to say, well, you know, you probably would, you know what? I don't know. You know, I don't know. And it doesn't really matter because this is what happened. And when I think about it, it's so freaking cool because it's again, it goes back to like not having to worry about stuff, stuff, ah, not having to worry about. I'm, I'm getting emotional, I'm getting a little emotional about it. So it's not having to worry about stuff, you know, because God will provide all the stuff that's necessary. He'll provide the people that are necessary, even though it may seem like an insignificant situation. God provided me the people that I needed for a reason, you know? So, and, you know, I mean, when I think about it again is, you know, and Christina, here's Christina, you know, she passed away afterwards. I mean, you know, unexpectedly young, you know, the whole bit. And it was just, you know, and then I moved on from, from, from the, the company. So where Marvin was and, you know, got divorced, you know, who would have known? Like, like she called me out of nowhere just to check up on the cats while I was trying to find an apartment. It's just, it's just crazy. And then the same person that was a cat lady that really meant like just, a, you know, two passing ships in the night ended up being like a crucial person in my life. Somebody who was just, so meaningful in my life where when we look back, we can say, wow, you know? Um, and then I, I, I think about, I thought about somebody else who her name was Christine. Uh, I'm sorry. Her name was uh, Jessica. This, I was at a, uh, a charity event, the charity dinner that I used to go every single year. And coincidentally, it was always on my birthday, November 1st, in case you're wondering when my birthday is, wish me happy birthday, um, November 1st. And it was always on, on November 1st, this thing. And I've been going there for a few years, you know, religiously. And so here I am, I'm sitting at this table 
And right next to me is a woman. And next to her is her daughter. And her daughter was pregnant. And so I just started chatting with the woman, you know, just chit-chatting and whatever. And then we start chatting with, you know, she, her daughter joined in. So the three of us just start chit-chatting. And, um, you know, during that time, I was also in the process of doing, uh, working with dogs on a, on a, like as a hobby. I was just, um, I think I was still at the shelter and I was, I was just, I was going to people's houses. I remember that. No, actually, I wasn't going to people's houses yet. No, I was, I was, I was going to people's houses. I was working with them at the shelter. You know, again, it was just, it was just a hobby, you know, it was just, you know, not getting paid at all, you know, just, just going to people's houses, going to the shelter. It was just, this was during a time period where it was starting to take over my life. And I hadn't taken over completely, but it was starting to. And as you already know, I was struggling to find a career path. I was still being a financial advisor. And I used to give out uh, my information for the people that wanted to stay in touch with me and wanted to continue to, to, for me to help them on my business card, my, my financial advisor business card. And I used to scribble my, my cell phone on the business card. And this is how they used to contact me, which now that I think about it, I find this kind of funny because never once out of all those business cards that I gave out, not one person ever contacted me for help with insurance or financial services or, or investments or insurances or whatever. Not one person. I find that kind of humorous, but anyway. Um, so yeah, so I'm sitting here with, the, with these ladies and we just start chit-chatting and whatever. And, you know, I'm not sure how the, how the topic of dogs came up, but basically she had two dogs, one of which had some aggression issues towards people. And so, um, she was concerned because, you know, she was pregnant, you know, her and her husband, you know, this was their first baby and, you know, their dog had had some instances where incidences where he had gone after people, especially children. That was the biggest, the biggest problem. So they were a little concerned as to what was going on. So I told them a little bit about my situation. I was like, well, you know, I could help you out. You know, here's my card. I got her phone. I was like, I'll give you a call. You know, I'll, I'll come by and I'll, I'll help you out. No, no problem. So that was the end of that. And so I ended up calling her like a couple of days later went to her house, met her and her husband and the dog. And to make a long story short, of course, you know, the grand master that I am. So of course I helped him and I fixed the situation. You know, I utilize the neighbors. That's, that's an irrelevant situation, but I did help them. I gave them some tools. I gave them the ability to, to learn what they needed to do. And I also showed them that they didn't have to be afraid. It was basically went down to the, to the same stuff as the dogs were being spoiled. You know, we established direction, bounds and limits, you know, the whole bit. I had to teach them how to be calm and firm the whole, the whole nine yards. And all of a sudden like miraculous, you know, like, like anything else, and now they're living happily ever after. I think they have two kids now. So, um, so yeah, so that's good. But like I said, you know, we're at this, I'm sitting down at this, at this event. Now, why, why is this so important is because while I was working with Jessica and her husband, she said to me a phrase and I, you know, we got, we got to become rather friendly. So I was telling her how, I, you know, I was a financial advisor. And I was struggling, you know, trying to figure out I didn't want to do it anymore and whatever, whatever. And she said the phrase to me, she goes, Pat, you're really good at this. Why don't you do this for a living? She goes, you know, she tried to pay me and I refused. Cause like I said, this was just, it was just a hobby. So I never, I never took, took payment for anything. I was going to people's houses for hours at a time, but I never took a dime because I just, it was just a hobby. And, um, she said, she, you know, she tried for, try to force money. I was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. And so while we were doing this stuff, she said, um, Pat, you're really good at this. I mean, why don't you try to do this as a career? And I'm like, nah, this is just a hobby, you know, whatever. And so she started putting it in my head, right? 
And the one thing that happened was that her next door neighbor had a dog that was unruly. So she called me up after this, you know, constantly trying to get in my, in my head to do this as a, as a, as a career. She said, my neighbor, I told my neighbor about you and he wants you to help them with their dog. She said, but um, unless you take payment, they're not going to hire you. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm just doing no. She said, unless you take payment, they're not going to hire you. All right, fine. So I charged him $35 an hour, right? And I was there for like two hours, but $35 an hour, like I said, just whatever. So then I went back to Jessica's house and we we're working on her dogs in a situation. She goes, Pat, you know, you need to look a little bit more professional, not appearance wise, but business wise. She goes, this is stupid. You're writing your, 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 your phone, it's your cell phone number on, on your financial advisor business card. That just looks stupid. She says, you need to look more professional. Okay. So she said, I'm going to help you with that. Uh-huh. Okay. So she had some experience with graphic design and she was pretty creative. So she gave me, she also gave me some ideas um, that I, you know, started to work on. And she said, uh, one of the things she wanted me to do was she said, you need a website. And I was like, I don't need what you need a website. Okay. So I got a website. Then she said, you need business cards. Okay. I need business cards. Okay. But here's the problem. What am I going to put on this website? What am I going to put on this business card? She goes, that's right. You need a company name and you need a logo. And so she created, she actually was the, 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 the one who she basically created the first original logo and the original name of the company. Like I had, I had an idea of what I wanted to call it. The, the business at the point, at that point, I wanted it to be my name. And also at the time I was, um, I was involved with like pet sitting and dog walking. So I wanted to be like a full, full service, uh, pet, pet company kind of thing, because I, you know, I just wanted to be around the dogs and I, you know, I started off as a dog walker. So at the shelter, so I kind of, I kind of wanted to, to continue in that and pets it and the whole bit. So I wanted like a pet services company, but I also wanted it personalized. So I wanted my name in there. So I wanted the PAT in there. It wasn't the Pac-Man at that point. I wanted PAT in there. So she said, hmm, why don't we call it PAT pet services and the PAT could stand for positive animal training. Okay. So that's what we called it. We called it PAT pet services. And then since then, obviously it's changed to Pac-Man to the rescue because that's just more appropriate. And um, the logo, the original logo, she created as well. And then obviously I went through this other logo and then, you know, and once we rena we rebranded to Pac-Man to the rescue, created another logo. And now we're at the other logo with the chest of socks, the, the, the Pac-Man on there. Um, and she created the logo. She told me to do the website. We created the website. She said, you should get some car magnets. So I got these big ass car magnets inside, which I still have those, not the same ones, obviously, but I still use car magnets in my car. And, um, that's how it started. Yeah. So she started that whole put, she put that in my head because at that point I was charging people, you know, like just to go. And like I said, it was $35 an hour. It wasn't a big deal. I was always there longer, but at least I was getting paid. It was almost like a part-time gig that I was getting money, but it was like, like a business. So again, we go back to the whole premise of I'm struggling, trying to find my, my path. I'm going through all these different things you know, all these different ideas, all these different strategy, what I'm going to do, or, you know, all these different like far-fetched concepts. And this one's sitting right there, you know, and here's somebody who recognizes how good I could be at this. And this was also during the time period 
like this was afterwards, obviously, where I talked to uh, the dog trainer and his his mentor who told me that I that I that I that I sucked and I was no good. He thought But uh gotta throw that in there, you know, little hatred still. But um but again, sitting at a charity event that I went to every single year, never met them before, sitting next to two ladies, one of them needed help with their dog, and this particular person, Jessica, kickstarted my career in the dog world, you know. Had it not been for her, would I have started this? Again, we could speculate all we want, but knowing what I know now, you know, based on everything that happened, you know, I had to do everything from scratch and start to build my reputation. And that's kind of like how it started because that was where things started to kick off. You know, Jessica introduced me to this person, this person introduced me to this person, this person introduced, and it just kind of like started to snowball after the whole disappointment of, you know, being told that I sucked and therefore I wouldn't have had to, you know, build a reputation. I wouldn't have had to, to do anything. I just would have, you know, take, got on, sign on with this other guy, you know, work with the people that were affiliated with him and I wouldn't have to do anything, you know, but here I am. I had to like work extra hard to build my reputation and to build my brand. And I did, you know, here we are. So, um, again, had it not been for her, I don't know what would have happened and it doesn't really matter because that was God's plan. So these are just some examples of, of, of people that, have come into my life at the right time and for the right reasons, you know, and it goes back to everything that I said about faith and patience is not having to worry. You know, if I look back and I really think about it, cause this was literally after that podcast about faith and patience, where I started to think about pe- bringing the people in and, and had I not had that, that if had Christina not given me that Bible, would I have done what Marvin asked me to do? And I'm going to say no, because I didn't have a Bible at home and I would be like, yeah, whatever. And I just went back back. So who knows where my life would have been had I not met Chris, had Christina, not given me that Bible, you know, and I would get very emotional about it because like, you know, it's easy to complain and to worry and to wonder and to think about, but then I don't have to think about it is because, you know, things just work out, you know, God just does it when it's the right time, you know? a cat lady, you know, a guy that I haven't talked to, never talked to for five years and a person just sitting at a charity dinner, you know, and that's, that's kind of how it is. And God puts the pieces in place and it just evolves from there. So I'm always, every single night when I go to bed and I say my prayers and I thank God, you know, and I always ask for, for, for protection and inspiration and guidance and support. And I always thank them all the time, even for the stuff that I really don't know about because there's so much that if I go back and I start analyzing, it's like, holy shit, you know? And so, you know, God, God will bring you the right people, you know, whether that's for business purposes, whether that's for, in, for a relationship, whether that's for health, whether that's for whatever, we'll bring you the right people that will get you to that, that point. You know, even like, like, you know, people with in relationship situations, um, you don't know, you know, you may be ready, but maybe the person that's meant for you isn't. And that person's got to work out some shit first. You know, they got to deal with it before, you know, it's your turn. So God will bring you the right people, but you got to remember to be patient. You got to be patient when it's the right time and it, it, everything works out, you know? Um, that's, that's just a little bit that I wanted to share with you about that. And um, that's it. So, you know, Remember, let me know if you want to have your dogs featured on the board and also think about what you want this thing called. 
whatever it is that you want. So wanted to thank you all for barking for balance. Any topics you want to talk about? And I'm sorry, any, any topics you want me to talk about? Any questions you have? Let me know. This is Barking for Balance. I am Pat the Pac-Man. Catch you guys next time.